This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome to the Center for Sports Studies podcast. My name is Brandon Podgorski, Professor of Sport Management at Trine University, and I want to welcome you to this week's podcast. On today's podcast, we have a recorded interview with Bishop Knoll Institute Athletic Director and Trine University alumnus, Eric Rolden. We discuss his career path from starting as a youth and then college basketball coach to becoming a head athletic director overseeing 21 sports at Bishop Knoll. I hope you enjoy. Well, Eric, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, and, and we're always really excited to have Trine University graduates and, and talk about your path from, from Trine, from graduating at Trine. And did you graduate, was it 2016? Right? Yes, 2016. So graduating five years ago, and then, you know, how you navigated your career path. You, you've done some coaching, you went, you got your master's, you got your MBA at IU Northwest, to now becoming a, a head athletic director at a, at a relatively young age at a school that's pretty well known here in Indiana. So tell us about that. Tell us kind of your career path from graduating five years ago to, to now. Yeah. So, uh, it's been, it's been a crazy ride, uh, for the few years it's been since I've graduated as, as you can tell, but yeah, I knew, I knew when I was at Trine that I wanted to get involved in, in sports and, and that's why I was studying sport management and marketing at, at a young age. I knew that's kind of where my heart was. I didn't know where that would lead me. I didn't know where I would end up or what kind of job I really wanted. Being a, a high school athlete, you know, I was, I, I played soccer, basketball and baseball and basketball ended up being the love for me. And, and after I graduated, I had always joked with my coaches that I was going to come back one day and help coach. And even if it was for free, that's what I wanted to do. And it kind of turned out that way. So once, uh, while I was at Trine, I decided to get involved uh, as much as I could. I was actually an athletic director from Fremont who's still there. Uh, Roger Prost came to one of our classes and kind of spoke. And uh, right after that class, I emailed him and was like, hey, is there, you know, any chance that your high school team needs an assistant or, or anyone, you know, I'll, I'll do it for free. I'm, I'm living in Angola right at Trine and, and just would love to get involved. Uh, he got me in touch with the middle school. AD and and they were looking for an assistant eighth grade coach. Uh, so my my junior year, I jumped in and did that and uh, at Fremont High School or Fremont Middle School. Uh, at the same time, I had just reached out that summer to uh, the Mad Ants in Fort Wayne uh, back when it was the D League, uh, and they had just come off their championship season. And I was looking for an internship for my sports management degree. Ended up getting that internship opportunity for the same school year. So at the same time, I was getting involved as much as I could at Trine. I was coaching uh, assistant coaching eighth grade boys basketball at, at Fremont, and then spending some of my uh, days of the week in Fort Wayne with the Mad Ants and did that through my junior year. And then my senior year uh, ended up taking over the seventh grade team at Fremont. Uh, and then I finished up my internship with the Mad Ants, but it kept in touch and still try to keep in touch with my, uh, I guess you can call my director or my supervisor over there when, when I was doing that for a season that kind of parlayed its way into a potential uh, opportunity with the Pacers. I'd went down with the um, American marketing association, my senior year and, Went down for a a, a shat, like not a shadow day, but a career fair kind of thing, and at the Pacer Stadium, and they saw my resume that I had worked from the for the Mad Ants, and uh, they gave me an email the next day and asked if I wanted to come out uh, and and kind of see and get like the behind the scenes look uh, during spring break. Headed down there, got that really cool experience with them. Realized that wasn't the route I wanted to take with like ticket sales and things like that. Uh, at the same time, I I'd reached back out to my uh, old high school coach. 
uh, when I was at Bishop Nolan, he was now the assistant coach at Ivy Northwest. And he had said, Hey, you know, we, we don't have a paid position, but if you want to come back home after you graduate and being a, a, the third, like coach as a volunteer for college, you know, you're more than welcome. So I decided that was the route I wanted to take, went home, uh, was looking for a job, became a, a elementary school PE teacher, enrolled in grad school at IU Northwest for my MBA, uh, and then coached there for three years. I ended up moving my way up to the like associate head coach, uh, the second assistant or first assistant, I'm sorry, and then uh, did that for three years. And after I was done with that, uh, just an opportunity arose and I was looking for another full-time position after teaching and Bishop Mole, where I went to school, ended up uh, posting an AD position and decided to throw my hat in the mix and see what happened. And uh, I was fortunate enough to, to be offered it. And that's kind of where I'm at now going into to year three. Well, I love that story. And it's one, it's familiar to me because it's kind of my story when I was, when I was an undergrad as well, I did the same thing. You know, I had a passion for coaching basketball and, you know, worked at, in high school, worked at a, at a middle school. And I didn't ask for any money. It's just, I just want to, I just yeah. want to coach and, yep. and I want that experience. And I think it's something that I try to get through with our students as well. And you even talked about, you know, you did the internship and you went all the way down to Indianapolis and you did all these things, which don't pay a lot as far as money goes, but you got some awesome experience. And from that, you were able to parlay that into eventually you got that coaching job, which is paying and, and teaching a little bit too. And yeah. now, you know, you're a head athletic director at, at the high school level. So tell me about that. Was that a hard adjustment to make? Because I know it was for me because I became an AD as well after coaching. And I loved coaching. Everything that went into it on the college side off the court was difficult with, you know, grade checks and recruiting and yep. scouting and, and all that stuff. Um, so I made that switch to AD to be in, becoming an AD. Was that a difficult switch for you? Do, you? do you still want to be into coaching or do you still have, do you feel like this is an opportunity where I, I can coach, but just in a little bit different way? Yeah, um, it was a huge adjustment. Being at the college level for three years, that was really like the only thing that I had even close to administrative type of work for athletics. Uh, and I was just really a coach. Uh, fortunately, IU Northwest was was a small enough department where they allowed me to kind of dabble in certain things and help out here and there with different projects, which obviously helped me a lot. But it was nothing. I mean, administrative work for an athletic director is, is nothing like coaching. Uh, like you said, it was a lot of my time was spent on the court or grade checks or, you know, we, we didn't even have, you know, there's no uh, housing at IU Northwest. So it was a lot of trying to find these kids and recruit these kids to get local housing and local apartments. And that was a lot of our time and as anything with coaching. And, you know, it's like 80% to 90% off the court and, and only a little bit on the court. But I, I did want to keep coaching. Uh, my goal was to stay in coaching as long as I could. Uh, but I did know, and, and Chris, actually, the one we had talked about a little bit prior before getting on this, Chris Nats had uh, mentioned to me one day uh, when I was still volunteering that first summer, he's like, you know, at some point you're going to have to probably make a decision if it's going to be coaching or it's going to be uh, administrative work. Uh, he's like, that decision came for me and I had picked administrative work and it's probably going to come for you one day too. Um, I didn't think it'd come that quickly. Then when, when like I said, Bishop Noel had offered me the position, I, I jumped all over it. Um, I, I missed coaching. I was, uh, that first year, uh, I wouldn't have ever had time. It was a lot to learn. It was a crazy transition. Like I'd mentioned, I, I didn't, I wasn't an assistant AD and I was just learning the college, the NAIA, the, you know, that governing body, the rules and regulations and all the things that they go through to then transition to the IHSA and having to learn those. Um, so it was a lot, it was a lot to learn. It was a really, I don't want to say it was a difficult transition, but it was definitely um, time consuming. It was a lot of time put in trying to make sure I was doing everything correctly. And I'm still learning right now, even like I said, and going into year three, learning a tremendous amount, but 
Uh, it was a tough transition, but um, I'm, I still, I'm still enjoying it. I still love it. I did have the, the uh, chance this year to kind of help out with boys basketball and kind of sit the bench with them um, during the season. So that was fun to get, kind of get back into the coaching. Uh, but I don't think the coaching will ever be gone. Uh, I, I do. I mean, there's aspirations to get back into the college level and, you know, maybe it's a director of basketball operations or, or some sort of associate head coach, or even if it's something you know, on the academic side, but still be able to work with the team as an academic counselor or something. Uh, there's still tons of aspirations and, and tons of ways. I think I still want to try to get into coaching in the future if possible. And it's always going to be there. That itch is always. Yeah, it's always there. Um, but I, I kind of imagine it is kind of cool uh, on the other side to see some of the impact that you have with the high school athletes or, or really any level, whether you're at college or, or high school it's a different type of impact than kind of directly being with them with coaching, but, you know, talk a little bit about that as an athletic director, where do you feel that you've had kind of the, the biggest impact on either your, your athletes or, or maybe your coaches on the, on the coaches side, it, it was, it's still interesting and a, and a tough transition because there are still a handful of coaches that are, were my coaches when I was there that coached me, you know, not too long ago. So, you know, going from being one of their students and players to now kind of overseeing their their team uh, is, is a it's a tough transition sometimes, but uh, they've been nothing but great and, and super, you know, respectful. And, and they helped me out tremendously because I, I was I was learning. Um, so, you know, I do lean on them a whole lot. <laughs> uh, so that that relationship is great. But when it comes to the students. I think it's been it's been fun to kind of implement the same things I, I would do with my students, whether it was teaching elementary school PE or coaching even at the college level. Cause I mean, that was from, you know, three-year-olds in the PE all the way up to now, you know, 20 something year olds in college, uh, just building relationships, um, getting to talk to them and, and seeing the different sports that they're involved in, involved in and not just only basketball. Um, I get to see them be successful in baseball. I get to see them be successful in football, soccer, bowling, you know, hockey. We, we, we have 20 something sports as you mentioned. So it's, it's cool to kind of see, uh, them transition from sport to sport if they're multi-sport athletes. Uh, and it's, it's really cool to see their, their growth. Um, you know, after, when I was in college, there, we didn't really have anyone going professionally. So it was kind of like once they graduated, they're going into the workforce or, or doing something with graduate school. And now it's like these kids, I get to see them be excited to take the next step, uh, not only academically, but, you know, in their sport career. And like, you know, it, it's, it's definitely something I, I always talk about with coaches when I interview them is, what's your definition of winning? Uh, obviously I want to win and, you know, I, I want sectionals and regionals and I would love some more state, state champions. But when I got, I got to see this year, we had, you know, some, some soccer players, I think four of them that are, uh, we're all part of a state championship soccer team three years ago now coming up this fall and they're all graduating. They just graduated this spring, but like I think three or four of them were all in our uh, above 4.0 uh, GPA and are going off to play some sort of college soccer uh, at, at some sort of level. And, you know, that's, that's really where I think the excitement and the happiness and the pride comes from is, is seeing those success stories, uh, knowing that you had a relationship with them and uh, they were willing to come talk to you and tell you all about what's going on and keep you updated with uh, what's going on in their lives moving forward. Well, that's a great question. And, and let me turn it around on you then. Yeah. How would you define, you know, as an AD now, I know as a coach, but as an AD, how would you define winning in, in your program? Winning. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I coming in, I was, I was, definitely probably naive in saying that that I know sectionals regionals semi-state that was winning to me that's what I wanted I, I had uh, a little bit of success on the team that I was on when I was in high school uh being at the opportunity to go to a state championship but now it's definitely you know uh I see 
some programs uh, at Bishop Noel where the coaches, I mean, they don't make it out of sectionals, but the kids have the utmost respect for the coach. The program is run really well. The, the parents are, are involved and, and they, you know, there's a see eye to eye with the coaches and uh, the students are in line and they're getting their grades figured out. They're, you know, they're, they're just all around, you know, being taught uh, not only the sport, but, you know, how to become good citizens and, and get ready for college. And, and that's kind of what I, I would look at as winning now is, is kind of like what I had mentioned with those soccer players. It's, it's seeing that, you know, there's, there's success on the fields and on the courts, but they're realizing that the balance of life is, is really difficult at times. And they're doing a tremendous job balancing their academics, balancing their clubs, balancing their activities uh, and, and, and still having success on the field, but being able to, to balance all those things. I mean, it just reminds me of myself and all the struggles that I went through trying to balance everything. And that got me to where I'm at today. So uh, I think just the, seeing the really great relationships that some of our coaches have with the families of our school and the, and the students, and it doesn't always translate to a winning season. It doesn't always translate to a sectional title or a regional title, but seeing those, those relationships and, and truly seeing the happiness that comes from them and, and, and how excited they are to move on with their life is, and knowing that they want to let us know what's going on and keep us informed is I think uh, something that shows that we're definitely winning in that aspect. That's really great to hear. And it's really about building that culture. And, and it sounds like, you know, the culture that you want to build is, you know, I mean, you want to have championships. We all do because you're not in the position that you're in. If you're not competitive, yeah, we're just yeah. naturally competitive people. Uh, but there's so many other takeaways from high school sport. And it's something that I talk about a lot in, in my sports psychology class. It just, all the great lessons that are learned in sport, whether it be like teamwork or um, sacrifice and dedication and, and all those things. So it's great to hear that, that we've got a, uh, one of our trine grads up there teaching everything they need to be teaching the right way. <laughs> um, so along with that, what do you think, as you think back at your time at trine, whether it was in the classroom or, or sports clubs, activities, anything else that it's carried with you that you kind of maybe fall back on, on maybe even a daily basis. Yeah, um, I remember from the very first time that uh, my parents and I, I was in my senior year. Uh, I mean, that's a whole different crazy story. I, I went and changed the school I wanted to go to in my major within like the last month of my senior year. Uh, and that led me to trying and, and to study sport management. That wasn't the plan as of like two weeks before that. But that's a completely different story. But I remember the very first time I walked into Professor Maddock uh, office uh, with my parents and we sat down and I was a senior and in high school, you know, almost done with, with, uh, my last few weeks. And he, uh, had something I think on his, on his desk that had something to the extent of like networking and, and how important networking was. And that kind of stuck with me. That was always, a, a something he mentioned a lot over the four years that I was there. And, uh, I, I I'm have the pleasure of still being in touch with him from time to time. He'll shoot me a text message and see how I'm doing. But he, I, I joked that he was probably like the king of networking. Cause that's all he ever wanted us to do was network, network, network. And uh, I think the two probably biggest things that try and allowed me or taught me that I've, I've, I've continued on with today that's gotten to me where I'm at is, is definitely networking. Uh, I don't think I'd even be on this uh, podcast with you if I didn't, you know, reach out and, and want to network with you. Um, and, and hopefully that's going to open up a lot of, of things for both of us to benefit from, but also just uh, the balance of, of life. Uh, Trine allowed me to take part in a bunch of things from the American Marketing Association to the National um, Honor Society uh, I was a fraternity brother. Um, then I got to do an internship and take, you know, 18 credits at the same time and uh, just get involved. And it taught me a lot of how to balance everything that's going on in my life at the same time. And uh, it would be really difficult to be a high school athletic director at, at my age without 
uh, being able to balance all of those things uh, and kind of figuring out, you know, where to slot them in my day. Just the, like I said, the balance of involvement and networking are, are probably two huge things I probably keep with me pretty regularly. I totally agree. And it's something that, you know, I, I've tried to build off of, you know, Bill has retired a couple of years ago and something that I've tried to keep going. And, and it never, it never fails. Anytime you talk to about a former, one of Bill Maddox's former students, they have nothing but great things to say. Yeah. Him. Yeah. He was great. And, and yeah, it was a pleasure to work with him for two years, but you're right. Networking plays a, a huge part in that. And so, you know, I, I'm going to shift gears just, just kind of a tiny bit on that. But when we're talking about, it's one thing to kind of network to get into the position that you're in now, but Indiana and in, in every state is unique. So we'll talk about Indiana and the requirements to be an athletic director. Yeah. Because I've got a lot of students coming in, especially freshmen who, who that's their dream, maybe in the same um, way that it was for you in, in maybe a different way, but um, they want to go back home and they want to be athletic directors where they're from. So yeah. what are the requirements of Indiana? You're, you're in a little bit different position because you're at a, a private school. Um, I know there's some licensing requirements. I think you have to have an administrator's license at some schools, especially public yeah. schools. Yeah. And to have that, I think you had to have a teacher's license for two years. So Talk a little bit about maybe some of the differences between public and private. I'm still actually learning that too, because uh, obviously with being a, a relatively young professional, I want to get as, you know, as much experience and certifications as I can put in, in, in my resume to, to make myself more, you know, ready to go anywhere else that, that possibly could come in the future. But um, for, for me, myself, I, all I have is uh, not all, but I mean, obviously I have my sports management and marketing degree from Trine, and, and then I went back and got my, uh, my MBA, my business, master's of business administration. I was teaching under a, a temporary license for, for teaching, so I never really got my teaching license. I, I still don't have it, but I do know that a, a few other uh, athletic directors in, my, in our conference, uh, they do have administrative license that they went to school for, and that's actually something I'm looking into uh, just because I, I want to make myself uh, more marketable in the future but I'm still trying to figure out how to do that because I, I think you're correct. I think you have to have, you know, your teaching license first and then kind of progress towards the administrative license. So I'm not exactly sure. I do know uh, a lot of the public school uh, athletic directors I, that I worked with or uh, have worked with. Uh, they, they definitely were teachers before they became administrators. So I would assume that that's probably a, a pretty uh, standard route for a lot of them. Myself, like I said, it wasn't needed. Uh, I was fortunate in that aspect where being a private school, uh, my master's degree and just my experience from what I had done prior to this was enough for me to get this position. But um, I am looking for a lot of uh, opportunities to continue to, to grow and, and build my resume. And, and I do know public or private, once you become an athletic director, there are certifications you can get with, you know, you'd have to be an athletic director first, but there's certain, you know, uh, certifications you can get within being athletic director and classes you can take for uh, certain sort of, uh, there's like three or four levels of certifications that now going into year three, I'm hopefully going to look into two to hopefully have some more time to take some courses and, and get certified in, in different levels of, of things as an administrator. So uh, I'm still learning a lot of it, um, but uh, I've been fortunate that that what I have right now has gotten me to this point. <laughs> well, it's one thing to get the certifications and, and they are important and I'm not poo-pooing them at all because I think they're very, very useful. And, and I've got a number of colleagues who went back to get their master's in, in sports administration, specifically so they could be high school athletic directors. But it is another thing when you're actually starting to get some experience and especially kind of baptism by fire as it is, you, you know, you yeah. said you're kind of a young athletic director. And so you start at the beginning of fall of 2019. And then um, we all know what happens at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. And yeah. the world just uh, goes on top of its head. And then 
you know, this is your first year as an athletic director. And it, you talked about being a young athletic director and first time being an AD. So how in the world did you navigate the Corona pandemic at, um, at Noel? I was very fortunate uh, that I had a great administrative staff. Um, my principal has been a huge support for me since day one uh, and, has, and has taught me a tremendous amount and has pretty much just like taking me under her wing and, and giving me a lot of advice uh, from here and there. And, and a lot of my, my questions were, you know, went to her and a lot of plans that I put together went to her and, you know, just to make sure, obviously, uh, I'm big on communicating. I love to be transparent. I love to, like, I, I can probably over communicate <laughs> sometimes but I just want to make sure everyone's on the same page and that no one's getting blindsided by anything. So uh, at the beginning, it was really tough. Um, I was going into my first spring season, still feeling extremely overwhelmed in my first year. And then all of a sudden it was on a complete halt. And uh, that first probably week or two of, of the pandemic where everyone was home, as busy as I was prior to that, I didn't know what to do. Uh, it, I almost felt guilty, like not having a lot on my plate because everything was at a halt and no one knew if we were coming back in two weeks or no one knew if we weren't coming back till next year. Uh, obviously very soon after that, we realized uh, we should probably pr uh, reprioritize what's what we're doing. Cause it didn't look like we'd come back in enough time to finish the school year. Uh, so that was finally a time for me to, to kind of clean slate and then start planning for the fall, uh, which was a good opportunity for, like I said, a breather and things like that. But it became basically uh, one thing, and I'm sure you do it as well as anyone else in, in trying to be at the top in your field is you have to read, you have to listen, you have to explore, um, you know, any opportunity I could find where uh, athletic directors were discussing the pandemic or college athletic directors were discussing the pandemic or just any, uh, even the DOE or any sort of ed educator was discussing, you know, what the plans are or what their contingency plans were. It was, I was trying to consume as much as possible, you know, what what would be a good idea? What would be a bad idea? What are other schools doing? What are we doing? What, you know, what are colleges doing? Can we steal some of those ideas? You know, uh, what would be allowed? What won't be allowed within, you know, the IHSA restrictions and things. So um, it was constantly, I was, we were fortunate in the state of Indiana that I think it was every Monday throughout the pandemic, once I think April or May hit, uh, everyone got on a Zoom call. And if you couldn't get on the Zoom call, you could at least watch it uh, live on YouTube and then it would be documented if you couldn't make it and watch it later. And it was just a lot of athletic directors just talking and trying to figure out what's going on. And, you know, did you hear this info? Did you hear that info? Is that true? Is this not true? You know, uh, and that I think helped everyone stay kind of on track with the same mindset of what could possibly be coming. And then it was the minute that uh, the DOE in conjunction with the IHSA would put out, you know, uh, plans. You, it was it was printing them out and, and sitting at home and reading them and highlighting, you know, this is what phase one looks like. This is what phase two looks like so that I can recreate a plan that was for us at Bishop Knoll are uh, going to be doable because obviously there was all recommendations. So it was like, you know, is, is this even smart for us to do or, or is our school going to be a little bit more strict or, or things like that? And then it was running them and presenting them to my, our team. We had a, a COVID task force team that met pretty regularly throughout the summer. And it was like, okay, uh, does this work with what our, our plan is for the school or do I need to critique some things? And uh, it was just a lot of emails, a lot of word documents that were being shared um, a lot of emails to parents uh, to try to get everyone on the same page. And then we just tried it and we went for it in the fall and, and it wasn't easy and it was crazy and games were canceled left and right and things were rescheduled an hour before your games were supposed to be played. And uh, it was, it was just, like I said, luckily I'm a communicator. So over communicating probably helped me a tremendous amount during, during that time, but it was crazy. It was uh, it was an insane time that I'm crossing my fingers. I will not have to do again for a long time and that this year will be a little smoother. And that was going to lead me to my next question is the plan to 
go back to normal here this upcoming fall? Yeah, yeah. So for the most part, um, we've been pretty strict with our protocols. So I do think we'll still, like I, I just sent out an email uh, last week to our, I think maybe two weeks ago to our coaches, kind of like what, what we're looking at for the summer. And we've taken a lot of restrictions off like most of the state has and, uh, and things like that. But we do have some, you know, here and there, you know, this is what we'd like to see still kind of implemented just for, for safety. And, and, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt kind of thing, but yeah, the, the goal is, you know, come August, I'm hoping that, you know, we won't run into any issues that we ran into last year and, and uh, we can kind of see a, a more normal uh, fall season and then just go from there for, for winter and spring. Well, that's great news. And it's not just professional sports, but I, I think people need, you know, we need college sports back, you know, even at the small college level. And we really need high school sports back. I mean, it really makes up a fabric of a community. And I always kind of feel bad again, just as a former AD and coach, and you know, you feel bad for, for their experience, especially yeah. the seniors. Um, that's such an important time and important year for them. And that was kind of taken away. So, you know, you're still kind of getting your sea legs as an AD because you have this unprecedented thing that happens and you're still trying yeah. to kind of navigate how this whole world works. What do you do in the summer? We know, you know, once the school year starts, you're doing a lot of things as far as, you know, running games and probably, you know, looking at budgets and uh, worrying about certain marketing things and operational things and working with the IHSAA. But are you doing a lot of planning in the summer? How's that a little bit different from what you do uh, when school's on? Yeah. Um, being my first real summer at this point, we're still trying to close out some things from the spring. We're in the middle of uh, our sports camps right now that we're offering. You know, uh, I, I was fortunate um, that I, I already wanted to bring in a lot of uh, like technology and social media and a lot of that kind of stuff into being an athletic director. And, and COVID actually made me have to do it a lot quicker uh, because that was kind of like the only form of communication for a lot of people at that point when we weren't meeting as often. So I'm still going that route. There was a lot of stuff I wanted to implement that that COVID allowed me to have to again to do quicker. And and now it's like we're closing out right now some of our our spring stuff. We didn't have the uh, the ability to do any sort of like banquets this year for awards. So we decided actually uh, last spring for our winter season we were a week away from our winter sports banquet and we weren't able to have it. So what I decided to do was do a virtual one. Uh, and uh, my brother, I'm fortunate that my brother is a uh, like video animation kind of guy. That's his major. He graduated with. Um, so he videotaped me and I sat at a table and I ran through the awards and he edited them and had them on the screen and had a ticker and had all those cool animations that you'll see like on sports center. And we sent it out there and it got a lot of traction and it looked really cool. And I had other athletic directors ask me how I did that. And, you know, cause they started to think that that's something they're going to have to do in the future. And it was like, just time to be creative. And I think we've been really, really successful with being creative and now it's the planning stage of next year. And yeah, we're going back to normal, but what kind of creative things can we maintain or, you know, what kind of creative things can we continue to do uh, because it was successful the first time around. And just because it's COVID doesn't mean, or just because COVID hopefully isn't going to be as much of a story anymore. doesn't mean that we shouldn't still be doing it because um, it was helping uh, still boost our brand and, and bring community members in. So we're planning uh, actually tonight, I'll be working on some more schedules. I brought those home. So it's, scheduling, planning, uh, trying to oversee as much of like the summer workouts and camps, uh, trying to, you know, make sure my face is out there and, and the coaches see me and the kids see me and the parents see me and, you know, just trying to also look at what can be streamlined and what could be changed going into next year to make things a little bit easier. One of my weaknesses is organization. Uh, so uh, I, I'm a doer. I like to get things done. I like to get my hands dirty and I like to do it. And then once I get back to my office, 
I put that down wherever it lands and then I, I, I don't ever file it or put it away. So another goal is to clean out my office and throw out all the old paperwork and things I don't need uh, and, and try to get it clean before day one, because by week two, it'll be a mess again. But that's, yeah, that's the goal is just plan and organize and, and try to make things as streamlined as possible. So I hopefully have a little bit more time this year and a little bit less headaches. You know, I appreciate all that insight there. And, it, and I really like how you talked about innovation. We'll just call it innovation yeah, and, yeah. and coming up with different things. And on the whole, the, the pandemic has been a net negative, but there's been a lot of cool things that's come about because of it, whether it's going to be you know, kind of doing, implementing some more video things as you're doing your year-end banquets, or even kind of maybe streamlining some of the scheduling for, for teams going forward. So, you know, it's good to hear that you've gotten some of that experience and, you know, along with just kind of learning the, the ins and outs of, of being an AD. And along with that, like I said, we've got a lot of students now coming in who are interested in being high school athletic directors. What would be your advice if you were talking with a, maybe a freshman or, or sophomore at Tribe who comes in and says, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm passionate about. I want to give back. What might be the roadmap for them to become the next AD at, at Bishop Noel or, yeah. or anywhere else? First, and I think I wish I would have done this more had I known that this is kind of the route I would be in. Was you know find a find a local AD. Most most ADs, it's it's they're they have a lot on their plate, and there's a lot going on, and they're usually working 24 seven. Even if you know they're not in the office, they're still taking phone calls and texting emails at home, and or working on something at home. But pretty much everyone I've worked with uh, would love you know the opportunity to have someone maybe come in and, and meet or see what they're doing and learn or you know, even get their hands dirty. If, you know, they, we had mentioned, you know, potential internships or, or things like that, where they could come in a few times a week and, and learn what's going on. That would be obviously first and foremost is, is getting that opportunity to network. Uh, another would be, even if, if they don't have the opportunity to, to get with an athletic director right away, having the opportunity to just maybe volunteer or assistant coach a high school team, you'll learn a lot about an athletic department just by being a coach because you're still going to be under the same rules. You're still going to be hearing a lot of the same info that the athletic directors are receiving from the IHSA. Uh, you're going to have to go through a lot of uh, the trainings and things like that, that they offer anyway. So, you know, just getting involved with the team at, the high, at a high school level, you'll learn a lot. Uh, that'll, you know, also give you an opportunity to work under or with an athletic director that could potentially, you know, parlay its way into if an assistant AD or a, a, a part-time assistant AD or secretary position comes open. Um, that's something that you could possibly jump on after being a coach. Things that like prepare yourself. Uh, I do think a lot of, uh, not even in athletics, but you know, in most of administrative work is, is becoming more technological and a lot more creativity, a lot more innovation. I went back to school. Well, not really back to school. I took a class in the spring of 2019, uh, right before the summer that I got hired with a Photoshop and animation course throughout at IU Northwest, just because I wanted to add something more to my resume. You know what? What can I offer that maybe some other ADs aren't doing? And is if that's Photoshop, is that graphic design, is that video work? I dabbled in that and and all the probably about 90 to 95% of the graphics we put out uh, for athletics, I do on my own on Photoshop. And that's something I learned actually right now. I Photoshop on the outside of our Zoom right now because I was checking out another graphic I was working on. But um, yeah, just like little things like that. I mean, you uh, any chance to learn uh, is, is, is not going to be bad. Uh, any chance to learn under someone is not going to be bad. Any chance to network and even just sit down and have lunch with someone and ask some questions. I've been fortunate that I've had two or three recent um, either college grads that went to Bishop Knoll or, or kids that are still in college that went to Bishop Knoll reach out to me and ask questions uh, or want to come in and talk and, and see what the job's about. So uh, networking and, and like I said, um, just learning, like reading, learning, 
learning different different things that you can do. Photoshop, like I said, is, is huge. I think the social media and all that's going to take over at some point and, and help everyone uh, push their brand and, and learning how to brand and network is, is probably a, a big strength to have. I love that suggestion about going back and, and taking a class or, or finding something online, especially with graphic design, um, because it's a skill that not a lot of people have. However, yeah. as we're thinking about, I mean, you just follow any sports social media, whether it be small college or, or high school. Yep. Um, it's amazing some of that content that they're pushing out. So I think that's a great thing to have in your uh, have in your satchel right there. So Eric, if people wanted to, to learn more about you or, or learn more about what's going on at, at Bishop Knoll with the athletic programs, where can they find you? Yeah, so um, we'll start with Bishop Knoll. Actually, uh, we kind of set up brand new social media uh, during COVID. So it's it's kind of like a, we rebranded. We, we re uh, I made a whole new logo. We, we, we've been running with it. It's been great. So if you type in at BNI Athletic uh, D-E-P-T, like department, so BNI Athletic D-E-P-T, you should be able to find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Those are the three that we use, uh, and, and they all pretty much mirror each other. It's, it's constant content. I'm putting content out pretty regularly uh, to, to keep our brand moving. Um, and then myself personally, uh, I'm also on Facebook, uh, but mostly I, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I don't do it well on it anymore because I'm putting all my time into Bishop Knowles' social media, uh, but it's at uh, Coach Eric Roldan. So yeah, C-O-A-C-H-E-R-I-C-R-O-L-D-A-N. Uh, so just coach my first name, last name. You should be able to find me on Instagram and uh, Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, just type in my name on Facebook. It'll pop up. But um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. My, my email, uh, you can find it on Bishop Knowles' website. You know, it's ericroldan at bishopknoll.org. More than willing to, to reach out and, and, and help out in any way possible. I, I think it's, it's an awesome career path to be in. Uh, it's, it's awesome being in sports. Um, and it, like we said, it's awesome. It's awesome having the ability to be creative. Uh, and look at colleges and professional sports teams and, and what they do and, and what can we bring down to the high school level to make it more fun, more attractive and, and, and more, uh, more of a, a great experience for our students. So uh, any way I can help, I mean, I, I'm more than willing. Well, Eric, thanks for your service to, to the students and, and giving back in your role. And, and thanks for joining the podcast. Really enjoyed having you on. No problem. I'm, I'm glad to be back and trying in some facets. So I really appreciate you having me on. It's our pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We only record one podcast per month in the summer, so be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for our next guest in July. As always, we'd like to say a special thank you to producer Josh Hornbacher for his work behind the scenes today. This is the Center for Sports Studies podcast, broadcasting from the Trine Broadcasting Network. For more information about the Center for Sports Studies, please visit trine.edu. Also, be sure to like the Trine Center for Sports Studies on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Trine CSS. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.